Welcome to Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking this podcast, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. I believe in the psychology of losing weight because sometimes the weight we really need to lose isn't on our body. So I'm so glad that you're here and welcome to the journey. Hi, ladies and gents, because I did see in the stats that we have some gentlemen who are listening to the show. So welcome, guys. We are actually glad that you were here and health applies to everyone. So hopefully you are gleaning something from listening in to the episodes. Listen, I have missed you guys so, so, so much, but I needed the summer break. So you guys have already let me know the one episode per month just will not do. And I get that. I went back and forth with my coach about how I would incorporate a break because she definitely said I would need one. And I agree, I did need a break. But I could not not record an episode. Uh, And that is what she suggested. She suggested that I take a few months completely off and then just come back. Well, we survived. And so I am so happy that it's fall. I'm excited to get back. I was hoping that you guys would have some time to go back and listen to some of the other episodes. And that is exactly what happened. So thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for inboxing me, for DMing me. You guys are like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And I truly, truly do appreciate that. I appreciate you going back and listening to the episodes, letting me know how they have been a blessing to you. And I'm super excited just to gear back up for fall. I'm not going to come in snatching edges, but we all know this is the time of year where we start lying to ourselves. Well, not lying to ourselves, but we start motivating ourselves, some self-motivation, some self-coaching. We want to gear up during the fall, right? Because January is going to be right around the corner. And you know, we got to prepare for new new year, new me, y'all. We got to do that. New me, new year, new year, new me. How does it go? New year, new me. Yeah, we know what we say. New year, new me. So we're gearing up for that. Here is what I hope. And I know it happened because you guys are the bomb. And I know we have been doing some amazing mind and mental work concerning our health, our eating habits, our our diet, our exercise. We have worked so much, even incorporating scripture. And so if you're new here, this podcast is not just about the weight that shows up on the scale. We deal with all of the weight And as a Christian and a counselor, my main objective is for us to get to a place where we live in harmony with our temple. Why? Because the Holy Spirit rests, rule, and abide there. And so everybody that has been listening to the podcast is at different stages of the journey. The most important part, in my opinion, is the mental part and how we look at our health, how we look at our wellness. I had a good question maybe about a week ago from a podcast listener, and she wanted to know, what did I think about meal planning and prepping? And I'll be honest, throughout my own journey, I've had so many different thoughts. And for those of you who followed from the beginning, 
you know, the first thought was identity. This is what I teach. I teach fitness identity. What is your identity? In a world where we have access to so much information and we have the luxury of being one of the most advanced generations that has lived, we can do things more efficiently, more effectively than any other generation. And that's subjective, I know. But just given the resources and the tools that we have, we're doing a lot of things with ease that used to be a challenge. And I don't remember where I heard this quote, but it said, with every convenience, we lose something. And over time, although things have become more modernized and we're almost living like the Jetsons, we've lost so much of what's important. And one of those elements that I feel that we lost is our autonomy, our individuality, our identity. And what's important about our our identity is that there is an intuitiveness that's attached to our identity. And so when we know who we are, we operate in a way that's best for us. Now, this just doesn't include career. This doesn't include our relationships, but it also includes our autonomy, our self-regulation, our discipline. The D word we don't use often here on this podcast because it's such a scary word, but discipline is actually our friend. Discipline is not the tyrant that's inside of us. Discipline is the balance. It's the harmony. It's the knowing that we have to do something simply because it's good for us. And so when the question was asked about the meal planning, I've certainly been there before. I've meal planned. I've probably done just about everything. I've never gotten into really diets and that sort of thing, but I have done every basic thing that you can think of in order to get my weight off, to become healthy. To be honest, in the beginning, I didn't even know what I was trying to do. I was starting from such an unhealthy place of just not liking what I saw in the mirror. Not liking what we see in the mirror is not enough to motivate us to do anything, whether it's meal prepping, going to the gym, using the Peloton. You know, again, we have the most access to to do things and to make things happen for us. But we keep trying to stimulate, uh, simulate it in some way. And we keep trying to reinvent the wheel to make things so efficient that we actually miss out on the simple opportunity. So if I could have a second, I won't tell you about meal planning, but I will tell you about how I started to plan my meals. Okay. So, In terms of meal planning, what do I think about it? I think restriction is horrible. I think that anything that you make a serious commitment to do that doesn't have any room for flexibility, you set yourself up for failure, particularly in a pandemic, particularly in 2021, particularly since most of you that listen to this podcast work, your mothers, you have boyfriends, husbands, fiancés, you may take care of parents, pets. Whatever your situation is, you know that any given day, something can take precedence over your meal prepping. So here's what I started to do. One, I lost the idea that I needed to lose weight. And when I say I lost the idea that I needed to lose weight, I'm saying I lost the idea that I needed to lose weight in a sense of a secular 
way of thinking in terms of superficiality. I focused more on I needed to learn better ways to care for my body. And so when you start thinking about what it is that you should eat in terms of better ways that you should care for your body versus I have to have six ounces of protein, I have to have this, that, and the other. Because here's the reality. You have probably gone 20, 30, 40, 50 years without having the right portion of everything. And thank God, because the body is just a resilient machine, most of us are in pretty good condition where we could reverse some things that may be ailing us, aching us, or even some of us may be in that pre-diabetic hypertension stage, fibroids, uh, PCOS, whatever it is that we're dealing with. We still have time to turn our diets around and to really make a difference. And so I started to focus on what did I need to give my body versus what did I need to take away versus how much of something I needed to have. In the very beginning, when you're trying to change your lifestyle, you really can't afford to chase this idea of perfection. Again, you have not had any standard of perfection leading up to this. You you have not thought about what portions of anything that you should have. And I know you guys are probably saying, yeah, and this is why we're listening to your podcast. But no, seriously, let the journey be just as intuitive on the other end of the spectrum as it was when you tried the lobster macaroni and cheese and the steak and the mashed potatoes with the extra gravy on the other side, okay? I think the moment we start wanting to change our lifestyle, we start demanding this change out of ourselves. And we don't realize that for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, we didn't demand a change out of us when we were mindlessly eating, when we were mindlessly not exercising, when we were mindlessly not tracking every step and every ounce of our stress and every num- every minute of REM sleep. When we weren't doing those things, we were fine. You have to make your journey as intuitive as possible. So instead of meal planning, one of the suggestions that I would make is to do a full assessment of your body. Now, most women can tell me exactly how many pounds they want to lose, which I don't know what it is about women, but it's always 20. I don't care if the woman is 250 to 20, 180, 150. It's always 20. Every woman wants to lose 20 pounds. Now, what 20 pounds is going to do... In a situation where you are obese or you're overweight or you're facing serious health ailments, I don't know. But 20 pounds for some reason is the magic number. And I'm glad it's the magic number because when I'm coaching, I typically have an opportunity to open up the conversations and get my client to see that you have no idea what your body will look like 20 pounds later. You have no idea that 20 pounds is something to be celebrated, but 20 pounds is not something that is going to change your life. It is not something that you're going to look in the mirror and say, oh my God, I did it, Joe, right? It is a good accomplishment, not taking anything away from that. But the point I'm making is we don't have any idea of realistically what we need to do. Not what we want to do, not how we want to look, not where we want the weight to come from, but what do we need to do for our heart? What do we need to do for our lungs? What do we need to do for our spinal cord, right? Some of us want to carry around all this junk in a trunk. 
that 40 pounds of junk in your trunk is pulling at your spine, baby. Like, you know, so we need to figure out what do we want to do in terms of our health? Okay, how does this tie into food? Well, you guys have heard me talk about it several times before. Do an assessment of yourself. Are you urinating as frequently as you should be? What color is it? Are you using the bathroom as frequently as you should be using the bathroom? I'm surprised that at 35, I have these conversations still with my peers and we are still hee-heeing, ha-ha, joking, saying we don't eat vegetables, we don't really like water. I am scared. Like, I'm scared that at these big ages and big numbers, we are still having challenges with understanding that our bodies need vegetables, fruit, water, nuts, sunlight, okay? It's really not that complicated. And I started with just assessing what my needs were. What were my health needs? What were my beauty needs? I also had beauty needs. I had become a person that wore acrylic nails. Of course, that had tore my fingernails, my, my nail beds. I had become a person where I chipped my toenail on the bed and instead of just letting that grow out because I wore sandals all the time, I just got an acrylic nail and that was bad. And I started wearing lashes because everybody else was wearing lashes. And then I started looking like Kermit the Frog when I would take the lashes off. And then I started trying drawing my eyebrows and everything because everybody else was doing it. And y'all, it became such a job. Like it became such a task in Without those things, I started to feel anxious. I started to fear an eyelash coming off. I started to be anxious when a fingernail or tone. And I just made a commitment that I was going to heal my own body. The pandemic was such a blessing for me because I took those eyelashes off and I made a commitment that I was going to heal my own lashes. I was going to heal my own nails, my own toenails. I was going to heal my own skin. And how I did that one was by letting it heal. Okay. And that's a painful process within itself. Some of us, when I talk about assessing us, we haven't even seen us. We haven't seen us. We haven't seen our hair, the quality of our hair, our nail beds, our fingernails, our toenails, our own eyelashes, our skin. Um, We haven't seen us. We haven't spent time with us. We spent a lot of time covering up and finding new ways to cover it up and finding a new girdle and finding all of these things. But we have not spent time assessing and and looking at ourselves and seeing what is our problem areas? What are some things that we can fix right now? Dark circles, drink more water, eat more fruits, get more sunlight. When you start thinking about what you should eat in those terms, it helps with your dietary choices because it feels really restrictive when everything you do is for the purpose of losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. I need to walk so I can lose some weight. I need to eat so I can lose some weight. I need to meal prep so I can use to lose weight. It is so much harder that way. But when you do the assessment of your body and you really try to figure out what do I need? Number one, the most important thing is everybody that's under the sound of my voice need to be having a bowel movement every single day. You should be having a bowel movement after each meal, but you should be having a bowel movement every single day. If you're not having a bowel movement every single day, add more fiber to your diet. Don't overcomplicate things. Add a apple for breakfast, an apple for lunch, an apple for dinner. And listen, 
for all of you people who want to become perfectionists because now you're about to eat some vegetables and fruits and water, please save yourself the mental headache. You were not a perfectionist when you were going to P.F. Chang's, Applebee's, Chick-fil-A, Red Lobster, Pork's Barbecue, and anywhere else that you were going. You were not a perfectionist. You went, you ordered what you ordered, okay? Vegetables, water, and fruit are not going to kill you. If you do a combination of vegetables and fruits that make you a little gassy, it's not going to kill you. So did the butter and Obey seasoning. Don't become a professional perfectionist when you decide to make a better choice, okay? Now, let me say this. I am not talking about supplements. I'm not talking about all these tricks and stuff that you guys hear about on the internet. I am talking about a back to the basics, simplistic, I need fruits, vegetables, and water. Now, what makes it motivating is that it's not like you were when you were a kid and you didn't get a choice of whether you wanted kale, asparagus, an avocado. Your mom just gave it to you or your father just gave it to you. As an adult, you get to say, I need green leafy vegetables because I have dark circles under my eyes. Which green leafy vegetable do I like the most? I like kale. I like the way that I season it. It's easy to cook. It's delicious. Kale becomes a staple in my fitness identity. I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up because I didn't eat kale, broccoli, asparagus, and collard greens, okay? When you start, you choose what it is that you're going to be able to tolerate, what it is that you're going to look forward to eating because it tastes good to you, because you can't go from being tongue dependent to being tongue deficient, okay? Um, If you haven't listened to my other episodes of the podcast, I talked about being a slave to the tongue. You're literally rewiring your tongue. Your taste buds are more than likely the reason why you're in the situation you're in right now because food tastes good. Well, you know what? Do you think that God would allow man to make food to taste better than what his original creation tastes? No, I don't think so. You have to rewire your palate. But the problem is and the trouble that we have with doing that is that most of us, one, we get meal plans from someone else. And so when we get our meal plan, it feels like we're children because our meal plan tells us what to eat. But we don't know how to say, okay, I don't really like chicken, but I do like fish. So I'm going to do six ounces of fish. I'm going to do my kale. I'll do an avocado. I'll do strawberries because that's my favorite fruit, right? You don't have to jump to the blueberries and the raspberries and all that because they are the superfoods. They are the superfoods, but this may not be the fruit that you're able to just take to work in your baggie and eat it during the day or snack on it. Be realistic. Take what it is that you're going to eat, that you're going to be able to snack on, and that you're going to be able to commit to. Do this in every area of your life. Weight loss comes. Let me say that again. Weight loss will come. But the perfectionism, when you start to take the strides in that direction, it has to not come with you. Uh, It's not going to work out that way. There is so much that we could do uh, to help ourselves. You know, we just go immediately to food. How about movement? You know, we have to go to movement. How can we get moving? One of the things that I have incorporated most recently is that I stand up while I eat my meals. Uh, I was telling 
someone else. And I mentioned on another podcast that I squat sometimes while I put things in the microwave for five minutes. We don't realize that our sedentary lifestyles are killing us. A lot of us are very, very, very focused on our food. And I'll be honest, this food is the devil. But we are less focused on our movement. I put in the Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery Facebook group that we should be walking about five miles per day, that the average person in Jesus' time walked between three to five miles per day. We're talking about their regular walking. This did not include exercise. Exercise is very different from foundational body movement. So three to five miles per day is how much we should be commuting, walking, moving. This is why our legs are the biggest part of our body because they should be moving, not laying down, not bent, sitting in a chair, but moving as much as possible. Every step counts. Every body movement counts. Every stretch counts counts. Every single thing counts. Things will begin to get tight. Muscles will begin uh, to dissipate as you get older. Your structure and your frame will begin to compact. If you haven't had an opportunity to speak to one of the wiser women in your family, I really suggest that you take an opportunity to do that on today. Ask a wise woman, What would you tell your younger self in terms of moving and and that sort of thing? Flex your fingers, flex your toes, let your body know that you have decided that you need it in the capacity that you need it. If you don't use it, you lose it. I know that sounds corny, but if you don't use it, you lose it literally Uh, in your hips. Your hip movement is too important for you to lose. And so Think of body movement. Think of how you can get your three to five each day just as a foundation and then incorporate exercise on top of that. The other component is what will you feed your mind? So a lot of us spend time meal prepping and planning, but we need to mind prep and plan. Mind prep and plan. You know, our Bible says that we should meditate on the word day and night And I know some of you can't even think about meditating on the word day and night. Some of you haven't even cracked your Bibles in the last week. You only crack them on Sunday when the pastor gives you the scripture to read. And so the Bible says, though, we should meditate on the word day and night. Now, that doesn't have to be as stringent as it might sound. It can be literally meditating on the word. It could be worshiping, listening to gospel music, listening to a sermon, listening to a motivational speech, listening to a podcast that is edifying, but meditate day and night. Develop you a mind plan. What is it? They say the first, I think it's Les Brown who said the first 20 minutes of your day is important. Whatever it is that you put into your mind will dictate the type of day that you have. The problem is that so many of us are waking up and we allow the world to dictate to us the type of day that we should have. Take control of your day. Take captivity of your mind. From the time you are awake and you come into your consciousness, what is your mind plan? How do you mind prep for your day? How do you mind prep for your relationship? Mind prep to be a mother. Mind prep to be a wife. Mind prep to be a woman or man of God. How do you mind prep each day for the world? Because each day you're going to need to mind prep. Like you meal prep, you need to mind 
prep. Okay. So I feel like somebody just got that in their spirit and you're not losing weight. You're not feeling better. You're not becoming healthier because you're only focusing on one aspect of the weight. You don't have a mind prep. You don't have a mind plan. You're allowing your mind to be idle. You're allowing your mind to be fixated on perfection. You're allowing your mind to be fixated on the only secular part of this journey. But this journey is so much more. So what's your mind plan? How do you mind prep? What type of things are you listening to? You can't allow certain things in your eye gate and in your ear gate and expect to look, feel your best. You just cannot. And so make a decision today that today you're going to have a mind plan today you're going to begin to mind prep and it might seem funny at first it might feel like you're missing out on something at first because you have allowed your mind to just do as it please you have allowed your mind to mindlessly scroll to consume information to hold on to narratives to formulate assumptions your mind is out of control and an undisciplined mind is an undisciplined body an undisciplined mind reflects in your body, okay? So you have to have a mind plan and you have to have a mind prep. I love Les Brown. He said, one of the things you need for your life is a health plan. You have to have a health plan. You have to take care of you. The best thing that you will ever accomplish in your life is you. The best thing that you will ever be proud of is you. What you are creating each and every day is a better version of you in any way. Everything counts to become a better, healthier version of you. So create your mind plan, create your 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 mind prep, okay? And if you don't, you'll be eating yourself into an early, early grave. And so I really hope that those things help. There are so many options to choose from in terms of what it is that you can eat. But because we are so unfamiliar with how our bodies actually operate, we become fearful of doing something different. So you want to be able to assess your body and then you also want to listen to your body. Listen to what your body is telling you that it needs. If your lips are chapped, you need water. Your eyes are dark around, you need water. Your your urine is not close to clear, you need water. Most of us need more water. Most of us look like we're aging because we are dehydrated. Most people are not getting enough water. Most people are not getting enough sleep. Most people aren't moving enough. Those three things alone, if you can agree to not be most people, I will not be somebody who doesn't get enough water. I can do that now. I am blessed and highly favored to live in a country that I have clean water. I mean, coming from the tap, I have clean water and we have the audacity to not get enough water. Okay, all right. Get moving. I have the freedom as a woman that I live in a country where I can go out of my door. I can go outside of work. I can go to any gym I want to, whether there's men in there or not. I can do anything that I want to do to get moving because I have the luxury. I have the flexibility. I have the freedom. God has blessed me with legs, ankles. I have several pairs of tennis shoes that I can choose from. It's beautiful outside. I feel safe in my neighborhood, community, fitness center, or wherever I am. Like I can definitely get moving. Getting sunlight, that doesn't require you to do anything, but just to go outside. You are free 
to go outside and to get sun. There are people right now who are being trafficked in a basement somewhere that wish they could feel the sunlight on their face. There are people who are in prison right now that only get to feel the sunlight one hour a day. And I hate to have to go there. But if you don't go there, if you don't think about the things that you have right here at your fingertips that are a luxury and that are a blessing and that are easily attainable and things that you can do and that don't take much effort, if you don't think about that in your present you will be thinking about that in your future. And the thing about health is you only get to start from where you where you are. You know, some of us have done so much damage to our bodies, so much damage to our temples that the only thing we can do right now is just stop damaging it. Some of us have actually gone that far, right? And I know that that can be a little depressing, that can be frustrating, and that can make you feel like you don't even want to be on the journey. But this is why that mind plan and that mind prep is so important. Because as you start to try to do a new thing, the first thing that we have to do is that we have to surrender our mind to God and be honest with God that we don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to take care of ourselves. God, the first thing that you said I should have is understanding and knowledge. Put me in the path of people. Put me in the path of the right information. Allow me to hear your voice on what it is that I need to do to take care of my body. Allow me to read your meal plan in Leviticus 11 and to surrender my heart and my dietary desires to you versus the world. Lord, I've given the world 30, 40, 50 years of of the way that I've eaten, God. I've chose the world's diet and its delicacies. And now I choose what it is that's from your hand. You have to start preparing and prepping your mind. We believe that God can do anything else in our lives but deliver us from crabs and shrimp. We believe that God can restore us, can favor us, uplift us, but God can't help us drop this 20, 30, 50 pounds that we need to. God can't help us put the sugar and the salt down, okay? This is the season where everything around us is pointing to the reality that we need to take care of our temples. Our immunity is so important. Our health is so important. We just lost 700,000 people to COVID. And one of the pre-existing conditions that's the most dangerous is obesity. We are living in a time where we are struggling with obesity. Obesity is an epidemic and it's only becoming worse. And I feel so many people are asleep right now. And this message oftentimes comes forward a little bit harsh, but it's meant to bring forth sobriety. God will always put someone here to speak to us, to be a uh, a prophetess of the time, to be a messenger of the time. God's word prevails. And we have a responsibility that once we hear something, no matter how uncomfortable it is for us, we have to know that God doesn't make any mistakes. And God is so divine that it is not by accident that you in particular are hearing this message. And so I want you guys to forget about the meal prepping, planning, uh, some of the perfectionist things that you were doing. If you're on a journey right now and it's going great for you, you found the rhythm of your fitness identity because some of you have been with me for quite some time then that's wonderful. But if you're still scaring around in the dark and you've tried everything, 
I'm encouraging you right now to try God, to try to allow God to build your mind to where it needs to be for you to take a journey to become a healthier version of yourself, for you to allow God to help you build up your self-love, your self-discipline, your self-commitment, to rededicate yourself to you. I asked my husband a question while we were sitting out on the porch and we were just joking a little bit. And I said, you know what? I'm going to ask the ladies if your soul had an opportunity to choose another body, would it? If your soul, your soul, not your eyes, right? Because all of us can look at somebody else and say, heck yeah, I would choose her body. If your soul had an opportunity to choose another vessel, another vehicle, would it? And the answer is for most of us, yeah. Because your soul would want to be somewhere where it's being nourished. We're talking about your soul. We're not talking about your kids, your husband, your 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 car, how you take care of that. We're talking about your soul. Would your soul want to be in another vessel? There are gifts. There are talents. There are relationships, people, places, things that are connected to your soul that you miss out on, that you paths you haven't traveled, things you haven't done or tried that you've never gained the confidence to do because you've never gained the joy of self-discipline, of trusting yourself, um, of high self-esteem and self-worth and value. There are too many of us that don't know that we were born with power, love, and a sound mind. There are too many of us that don't know that we're beautifully and wonderfully made because we struggle, because we struggle with caring for our temple. And there should be a dissonance there. There should be discomfort there. There should be um, some disease there because God never intended for us to live in separation like that. God never intended for us to struggle with with our self like that. But God does know that we are, are human and we're also spirit. And so a lot of us have just allowed our human nature to dictate and to control us for so long in the area of our dietary life, discipline, our movement habits, that it becomes so difficult for us to retrain our palate, to retrain our minds, to get moving. But I'll tell you, the objective cannot just be to lose weight. The objective has to be so that your soul can live in harmony with your body. Okay, your body is doing the best that it can um, because your soul loves it. But your body can only go as far as it can go. It's like a vehicle. It is a vehicle. You can't dog it out and expect it to give you the 15 years that it should be giving you. Expect your tires to not have the wear and tear. Expect not to blow your engine up or to ruin your alternator. Y'all women know some of us are terrible on cars, right? We don't put the right gas in it. We don't whatever. We just drive hard. Some women just drive so hard. And it's like, I don't care. I can take to the mechanic when it doesn't, operate right but with our bodies that's not how it works we get one shot at this thing y'all we really get one shot at this thing so for my sisters that are meal prepping and planning if it's working continue to do it if it's not working try mind prepping and mind planning thank you ladies so much for listening and i'm looking forward to hearing your comments and what you thought about this episode i'm so 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 happy to be back god has just been pouring so much into me in terms of revelation to speak 
to you. There was a small period of time where I felt like the enemy was really trying to snatch this message, the confidence and boldness that I had to come forth and to talk to you about health and wellness. But I'm going to traverse um, because I do know that God has truly given me this message that God has given me this ministry to work on the mindsets of our women and some men (laughs) that are listening now. Um, But just to work on the mind plan and the mind prepping, because that's really where it is that the enemy has in a subtle way attacked attacked so many of us through our poor dietary habits and just our mindlessness. Like we've just been very mindless. And this is just a season for sobriety. You know, I don't expect anybody to beat themselves up. I certainly didn't. My journey has been full of grace, full of compassion, full of self-love, because that's the only way that you get better and that you become healthier. You have to renew your mind. Renewing your mind also means renewing your eyesight, renewing how you talk to yourself, seeing those things that are not as though they are When I was not where I wanted to be, I saw myself in the best shape of my life. And here I am in the literal best shape of my life. And so you have to have that type of of commitment. And I'm super proud of you guys. Thank you so much for remaining true to the journey. Thank you for joining today's show. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts by scrolling down. That's right. Give me five stars and leave me a comment about what you thought about this episode or any of your favorite episodes. You can also help people find this podcast by sharing it. Share, share, share on your social media, on your Insta stories. Be sure to tag me or you can share on your Facebook, Twitter, wherever you feel compelled to share. It does help. Make sure you get connected with our Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery private Facebook community. It's a thousand women in that group doing the work on all different stages of the journey from learning to eat better to actually getting moving and dropping the pounds. The benefits of being in that group is I go live each week. That's right. So if you're loving the podcast episodes, you'll also be able to go live with me, ask questions, and I can interact with you. All of this information will be in the description box, especially if you need to move forward with coaching. I would love to schedule your 15-minute discovery call. Remember, if you're thinking about becoming well, there is no better time to do it than now. Have a blessed week.